Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to episode 79. We have been to the cinema to watch Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. In our Something to Scream About, we are going to be looking at years 84 to 85 in the Search of Darkness documentary. And also our movie from the vault that was picked for, for us by somebody who listens to the pod, Simon. Thank you very much. We will be talking about waxwork. How you been, mate? Well, I'm one year older now, so I feel you are the naughty forty. I am naughty forty now. How was your birthday? Well, you were there celebrating with me, so it was lovely. <laughs> I got thoroughly spoiled. I got some good swag, um, some lovely horror pops, a couple of more killer pack clowns horror pops, which is great. Um, and the, that really like limited edition Stephen King one was really cool. Blood on his head. That's really awesome. Um, that's all the horror, the, the horror related. So I got got a pin oh, badge. You got a couple Kit. of Blu-rays as well, didn't you? A couple of Blu-rays. I got Spookies, a special edition. Tammy and the T-Rex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Watch this at some point. And um, we discussed last episode humanoids from the deep. That is definitely coming for a pick soon. Watch this space. And I've got a couple of Killer Clowns um, bits of merch as well. I've got X-Rental VHS which is from the collection and um, a little pin badge, which we nearly lost, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of drama. <laughs> and I've got a lovely statue of uh, Game of Thrones, um, the actual throne. It's like a bookend on my desk at the moment. Mm. And at the end of my desk, not holding up any books. So yeah, man, I got I got fairly spoiled amongst a plethora of other things. It's lovely to see everyone. Been on holiday, been in Peak District. It's cracking, cracking. Did you so, see any werewolves? No. Oh, I did. Your my lovely um, goddaughter, your daughter, um, <laughs> has uh, Monroe. That wasn't a uh, that wasn't a segue. <laughs> I, I just didn't even remember that. You weren't you weren't like poking me a little bit. No. No. <laughs> oh well, she she's done me what a proper canvas. She spent obviously an afternoon painting that, mm. and it's like a, a a homage to the American Werewolf of London, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm guessing it's just a werewolf howling at the moon. I don't, you know, I don't want to be negative and doubt my children's abilities. But when she actually showed me, I was like, bloody hell, that's actually really good. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't copied off YouTube or anything. She actually did it herself, and I was like, wow, that's pretty good. So uh, I'll be opening an Etsy shop soon. (laughs) (laughs) Multi-talented, that one. So, what have you been watching over your birthday period? Have you been watching anything good? Obviously, you've been very busy. I did get a couple of good ones out. Army of the Dead obviously dropped, so I wanted to watch that. And then I wanted to watch all the... uh... Oh, shit, we haven't even talked about Army of the Dead, have we? No, this this is the only first opportunity, mate. Jesus Christ! Let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk a bit about Army of the Dead. What did you think? I really enjoyed it, but I like. I'm a big, big uh, Zack Snyder fan. I spoke to my brother about it. You know, there's been 
poo-pooed here and there. But, oh, um, the critics have gone to town on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they're just, I think they're just, like, sycophants. I think they're just getting, they're just getting, like, um, tired of zombie movies. I'm not tired. I'm not well, tired. I don't think there's anything tired about this movie. I fucking thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah. the critics need to do one because it's just like, it's one of those movies where you just want to sit down. It's a no-brainer. Fucking opening scene of that movie is just fucking fantastic. Same again. Like, guy you know. knows how, what fucking music to drop in his fucking films. Um, the cast was great. Fucking some great effects. You know, it's just one of those movies where you just let yourself go in it and just enjoy for what it is and don't look into it so much. Although, if you did look into it, there are some lovely, lovely Easter eggs in it. The alien element onto it that's been like, picked up upon i was like whoa now i need a second watch so for me there's lots of uh, nods in there there. yeah and it's not going to be it's not like dawn of dead his 2004 one i've watched an uh, you know an abundance of time a lot i love that movie so i don't know if it'll get the same amount of love as that but i did enjoy it so there you go it looks like all the fans have really enjoyed it um, yeah, your fans yeah. of like zombie fans and Zack Snyder fans have really enjoyed it. Like everybody I spoke to, like at work or elsewhere, all loved it. It's literally just the critics that hate it, which is oh, just weird. Stop looking for the shit and just start looking for the good in, in life, and then you yeah. have you'll you'll enjoy life more. <laughs> yeah, weird. But loved it. A movie that I know you've seen, and I think it's actually better. Well, this is. I'm very annoyed, kind of, that we're not reviewing this one, but it just hasn't fallen in the right time. But PG Psycho Gorman dropped as well. Oh my god, that mm. fucking awesome! That is my fucking cup of tea. Yeah, well, I mean, both of us, mate, we love that gore and that fucking funny shit and like prosthetics and <laughs> blood, swearing little girls. <laughs> Fucking random storyline that doesn't doesn't need to make any sense. It's just nope. like it's genius. It's, it's actually fucking amazing one-liners. Yeah, it is. Um, he is gonna. I'm gonna. That's a, that deserves another watch. She was great, Mimi or whatever her name was. He was fantastic. Like big rubber suit. It was so dark and twisted and original. Do you know what? It was so yeah. freaking original. It was so awesome as a nod to like the 80s as well. It was like. The, you know, like, a reminiscent of, like, when I watched Turbo Kids as well. Yeah, it was it very, was just, like, yeah, so. that ilk, wasn't it, yeah. Um, and it's, like, the colours and all that sort of stuff, and the stupid random fights. It's just, just like, what? And there's so much gore, and so much. That's what I don't understand, because there's so much practical effects in this movie. Like, you know, even to the degree of, like, cut- cutaway scenes that are there for, like, 30 seconds, the amount of detail that they've obviously gone away in the scene, and it's like, it's you've gone away for ten seconds and film that. That's nuts. And it, creating it, the monsters as well, like the aliens or monsters or whatever, is fucking amazing. That one that just cracks me up is like the like um, this like almost like a skull type little thing with his, with a little dome on his head. That's obviously animatronics, and it's all looking around and stuff, and it's just making expressions. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Some, some of the artwork on those like. Those suits are just fucking crazy. It's like full on gore. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's mental. Huge, huge fan of this one. Um, so much so that this is big con- for my. This is a big contender for like my movie. Definitely. Definitely. It's a shame we didn't get to review it, but no. yeah. 
if you've got Shudder, man, fucking out, go and watch this movie because it's fucking awesome. Well, we'll talk about that at the moment. There's so much fucking dropping on Shudder at the moment. It's ridiculous. There's like Shudder's growing. We can tell. Yeah. Like, it's running, isn't it? It's running. It really is starting to fucking move. I think with hosts and what the host did last year, it's just starting to shit like up another gear, man. They're dropping like you go on there every fucking couple of days, and there's a new a new movie. So it's really, yeah. really exciting. Really exciting. Um, but yeah, what about you? You watched, been watching anything else? I finished, um, Love, Death and Robots. So I finished that now because it was a lot shorter than the last one, wasn't it? Um, which was alright. It, it had some good ones in there. I, I, I did like the, um, the one about Christmas it was pretty fucked up. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah. I mean, pretty fucking dark but i was so impressed i was actually impressed with that one because it was like okay so santa claus is a big fucking cunty beast and still gives the exactly what, I, what everyone wants i thought it's genius but yeah but what happens if you're bad that's what i want to know yeah that's what they want to know but <laughs> that's fucking good i actually started watching um creep show as well on the new creep show on um shudder Oh, have you? How many yeah. seasons have you watched? Episode seasons? How many episodes? I've watched three episodes so far. Um, and it's quite interesting. It's quite good. Got a plethora of, um, cameos in it, which is cool. But, um, yeah, I'm getting through that. So that's cool. Uh, and obviously I watched Psycho Gorman as well, which was, which was a, a, a proper treat, mate. But other than that, I think that's it on the horror front. Amazing. Right. Uh, I guess we better get on to some news. Right then. Do you want to start with some, uh, start us off with some news? Yeah, sure. So, um, I was looking through the news and I delved quite deep and I was looking around and I've seen something that I think again will be mine and yours and my cup of tea. Have you seen about a movie called Kylo, sorry, Kylo, no, Kylo, Carl Gore in the Grizzly Abyss. Start again. Have you heard about a movie called Kai Law? Have you heard about a movie called Kai... I can't even say it. Doesn't matter. It's funny now. Have you heard of a movie... Have you heard of a movie called Kai Gore in the Grizzly Abyss? Well done. Yeah, no, I I have... What is it? Somebody's got dyslexia. It's on an Indiegogo. Is that right? The one that's got like an Indiegogo at the moment. Um, well, no, I don't think so. It's, it's, a, it's basically a love letter to the eighties, loaded with practical gore and monsters and puppets. Um, it's a horror fantasy kind of puppet splatface, splatfest thing, um, and it sounds fucking crazy. So it's apparently a synopsis. I'll read a bit of the film because it just sounds crazy. After the death of his people by the order of an evil. King Kaf, Kaigor and his band of fellow surviving barbarian south get revenge and behead the evil king. Um, succeeding in their quest with the king's head in possession, the gang flees to uh, flees the kingdom with the king's soldiers close behind before they can escape. The barbarians plummet into the into the giant underground wasteland filled with horrific creatures that they must slaughter to stay alive. All for that. <laughs> <laughs> sounds that. fucking mental, mate. It sounds, I think, like, Psycho Gorman has kicked off a fucking a whole plethora of practical effects movies. The, the photos of it look insane. It just, I think, we're going to fucking love that one, mate. I think people's imaginations are getting 
running. I've been running wild. Everyone's been bored, and they've they've seen a lot. Yeah. Of, we're going to see a lot of random stuff. I'm looking forward to crazy shit coming out, man. That's cool, man. You what you got? Anything? Right. Have you been paying attention to Funko Funkos and Funko? I have indeed. Fuck oh me. my god! Oh, they crazy. there is so much stuff that like you can pre-order for Halloween this year. It's ridiculous. Like from new like um, Ash Ash vs Evil Dead, um, there was like a new Michael Myers. There I've was got, I've got an official list here. Have you? Yeah. Okay, well, oh, I wanted to go into one. You let you, you, you on. your official list in a minute. Ones that caught my eye on. specifically was the Funko Chews Bubblegum and Kicks Ass with the They Live ones. So you can get um, Rowdy. Roddy Piper's John Nader has been immortalised in the pot. That's fucking incredible, man. I'm so happy with that. Um, and you can get the sort of blue and purple plus the in a black and grey as well, so the black and white sort of version. That's the, the only one I want, the black and white version. So it looks fucking want, mate, he's with, but Rowdy's got a fucking shotgun. <laughs> I know, but uh, the, I want the, the creatures, the aliens are just the best thing. It, it, well, it the, looks so cool. Yeah, the black and white ones are what you want. It's just, it's that's a chase figure. So, if you see them, if they come into HMV or wherever somebody might work or whatever, and you see them, I would like one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I very much want these. Uh, what have you got? Well, as a it's fish? based around, they're calling it Funko-ween. Funko-ween, so That's yeah. why there's so many of these coming out. But, like, some off the list, the uh, Curse of La Llorona. Oh, yeah. She looks fucking awesome. And there's a chase edition where... She's got her face out and it's crazy and she's got like like blood, black blood running from her eyes. Uh, 1981 Ash from the Evil Dead. Obviously you touched on the They Live ones. Um, there's Maskless Sam from Trick or Treat, which is cool. Another Leatherface is coming out, a different one. Awesome. Um, and they've got Carrie. Leatherface! Before she gets the blood dropped on her so she's in the prom dress with the flowers, which is cool. Uh, a Brightburn Pop, which looked pretty cool that I thought you'd be interested in. Alvira. Um, and there's one which is pretty amazing, is the Jaws one, which is the Orca. Um, and the literally, like, Jaws eating... Um, what's his name? Quint. Quint, that's it. Yeah, and that looks fucking awesome. That looks crazy. That yeah, is. There's, there's even more. There's, like, loads and loads. There's a Michael Myers one. There's just bloody loads of them. I need the Jaws one, and I, need, and, I need they, and I need the They Live ones. I have, a, you know, there's a finite of ones of I, I want to buy these Funkos, but they've really sort of sparked my interest. I love the Jaws one, so, yeah. Very, very cool. I'll be looking out for that. There's also this weird, another toy was worth mentioning, I'm guessing maybe like because the cons are maybe circulating at the moment. Um, there's a talking mega scale figure from Mezco. So it's a, it's another it based, um, figure on, based on the 1990 adaption of Stephen King's it. So it's another Pennywise, which talks, has, um, it's about six phrases including I'm Pennywise, the dancing clown. And it probably doesn't sound like that. And they all float down when you're down here with me. You'll float too. That'd be fucking cool. Creepy as fuck. But it's like a 15 inch tall figure. 
Have they got Tim Curry to do the actual voice though? That'd be amazing. I don't think they can, can they, Matt? Why? It's that. He talk. It's not completely like. Well, I don't know, maybe he is then. I don't know. Before he died. By the look on my face. I'm pretty sure Tim Curry's dead. Tim Curry? Yeah. No, he's still doing silence. He's still with us. <laughs> okay, so he's alive, is he? Uh, <laughs> yes. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> what, he was on the list? My bad. He's probably on the watch list. Right. <laughs> okay. That was cool. Anyway, moving on. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah. Um, my last bit of news is just really quick. Arrow have, have brought out some releases for August. Not not amazing. I'm not massively interested, but there's uh, The Cat and Nine Tales uh, and The Tale of Two Sisters. And But the June box set looks pretty fucking nifty. It's uh, the original June. Um, and they're bringing out like a really spe- big special edition with a book and everything. So yeah, but that that's pretty much it for August releases. So nothing to co- catch my eye, but the, the June thing is pretty cool. What else you got? Anything else? Um, just uh, one little bit of Shudder news for June. So all the releases for for Shudder. Okay. So we had a movie called Piercing drop, which looked pretty interesting. Um couple of new ones, caveat, the old ones we've got, Night of the Living Dead is is coming on to Shudder, which is really cool, we have now House on Haunted Hill, The Drone, so that well, was see that. Fright Fest last, no, two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, two years ago, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I want to watch that one. So, and uh, the the big one, well, uh, Possessor's coming on, on the uh, the 10th, but uh, before that, on the 8th, George A. Romero's The Amusement Park. Have you watched on. the trailer for this yet? Is it weird? Is it weird? It looks yeah. fucking weird, man. I don't know about this one. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's like, it just looks a bit strange. We'll watch that one together then, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if it's like horror as per se, but from the, the trailer, it just looked fucking like some trippy, like weird stuff going on. So I'm not, I'm not too, too sure on that one, but we, okay. we shall see. Mm, well. Yeah, that's that's good. They're getting some good stuff. That's that's good. Possessor's a good pull, man. That should get some people mm. subscribed. I think. I think yeah. so. That's a fucking great movie. Right then, that's it for the this episode's news. Let's move on to our main review. Hey, you okay there? Jesus. I think I hurt someone. This is Ed Warren, here with Lorraine. All right, let's get started. Residents of Brookfield were shocked this afternoon by the broad daylight murder of Bruno Sauls. The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. Whatever is going on, whatever happened that day, that was not Arnie. It's a witch's totem. We think your family was cursed. And that connection's still broken. Right, this episode's main review is The Conjuring. 
The devil made me do it. This brings back Ed and Lorraine Warren, played by Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. This, this time we're in 1981, and it's basically following the story of one of their most sensational cases. It starts with a fight for the soul of a young boy, then takes them beyond anything they'd ever seen before, to mark the first time in US history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defence. It's fucking nuts. We got to watch this at the cinema, and I will say right now that I thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie. What about you, dude? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It's, 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 it's great to see them two back as well, because it's like, obviously it's moved on a little bit further. They, they look a bit older. They're kind of like, obviously like... um. Ed Warren's kind of like going through some shit, <laughs> which is crazy. But it was, it's just, I just thought it was a little bit of more of a refreshing story because I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was thinking, is it going to be the run of the mill kind of same stuff as we've seen before? But it pleasantly surprised me with having different things in it, uh, and a different topic. Yeah, the starting point of this movie with the fucking exorcism is absolutely... Oh, what a fucking opener as well, and it? Straight hit the ground running. And we see this stuff time and time again. I know we do, you know, with the body deformity and all this sort of stuff in those sort of exorcism. But, oh, God, this one sort of really... Because it was, a, it, you know, it's a little boy, tiny little boy. And some of the effects that they made his body do were just absolutely insane. Um, and the creepiness factor as well, and the story behind it was really dark as well. It was, it it got me a little bit. It was so it was so dark, but and it had remnants of The Exorcist. They threw in some nods to that as well, so in in a little clever way. I quite liked it. I really liked the opening part. I thought yeah. it was sick and dark. Are you on about the bit what I'm thinking of, where the uh, the priest turns up. Yeah, <laughs> late and nod, wasn't it? But it was cool because, like, basically straight away, you're like, oh my god, that's like the bit where the priest comes to the house and exorcist is like shot for shot. But it's it's, it's clever because this this one is obviously produced by James Wan, but mm. it was directed by the same person that did uh, the Curse of La Llorona. Yeah. So obviously, we quite like that film. Yeah, I did. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think he's definitely got that eye, really good eye for horror. Because uh, this this took it up a notch, man, um, and it's 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 cool as well because it's kind of moved it on now. We're in a different age now. We're we're entering the eighties, right? You know, it's what did you say, nineteen eighty one? Yeah, and Michael Chavez is the uh, That's director. It, yeah. So we're in nineteen eighty one now. So things are getting proper oh, crazy. Daughter's older and all this sort of stuff and. You know, she wasn't much in it, but it's just, it's all, it did go, it did go everywhere, like in terms of their, like, it, it definitely, um, let, let the, or us, the audience, know that we watched other sort of, other sort of movies and experiences and stuff like that. So it did, it did treat us with a little bit of respect. I quite like that. Yeah, that's, that, you're right. You're totally right there because that's how I felt as well. Because as soon as you see, like, um, Ed and Lorraine pop up, it's just like, it's like they're old friends, and it? It's like, there they are, like, <laughs> the, like, I don't know, they're just, I don't know, there's something about them, they work so well together. It's like, it's, they're so believable as a couple. Like, they've been through all this shit, they're, they're even stronger than before, and I like the fact that the movie kind of really made that known to you, because it's like, 
they've been through shit, and they 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 are they are together in this, and they won't let anything come between them and stuff like that. It's really really clever. The relationship they built throughout the movies where they are now, fucking superb, and they're just. Even if he's got dodgy, I don't care if he's got dodgy triggers. He, he, he's still, he's still awesome. <laughs> so it took, it took us into another sort of realm of, um, the sort of paranormal and, and, yeah. and especially their lives, like, you know, how they were, um, so, you know, the, the curse of the demon or whatever it was gets passed to, you know, uh, this gets passed across, um, to her sister's boyfriend. And this is the chap that was on, you know, that actually gets put on trial in real life and stuff like that. And it sort of takes a different tone then. You're like, okay, this is not sudden. This is not like The Exorcist. This is not, the demon sort of, it is not there all the time. It mm. felt like that. It didn't feel like it was like playing and stuff with him and stuff. Um, but when it sort of came out and you had that moment, of the, you know, the murder and stuff. I think it was played very well. Because at first I thought he was just going to go straight for the, you know, for his girlfriend and stuff like that. But what they did with it was um, really interesting. I mean, I would have killed that guy. So I was quite happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. But whether, whether he did it, you know, and he was possessed or whether he did it in the heat of passion, who knows? But, you know, that he got, he did get manslaughter, didn't he? In, uh, in real life, I believe. I think it went... Yeah, I didn't didn't know that I was that was really interested you know um you know that yeah I mean are we going to talk a bit of spoilers on this of course we are this is a true story so if you want if you <laughs> come yeah. on read it, I, read I, it. I, you know like I find it quite interesting that um I like the way um they approach to kind of the the way that curses are done and that kind of like the the satanic curse. Yeah, the satanic that. satanic side of thing because you're coming off the bat of like the 70s where it's it start it started to be a thing, wasn't it? It was quite well known with everything that was going on at that time, and we're going into the 80s, so it's quite a popular thing. Uh, like satanic, well they call it satanic panic. That's the era. Yeah, that it was. Um, which was was really interesting that they approached this subject. And it's different, isn't it? It's something different that they haven't really done before. Is like, yeah, and I suppose like with this one, the sort of antagonist was twofold. I mm. suppose, even though we know they're on the hunt for some kind of um, serial killer, satanic serial killer, there is that paranormal element as well. You know, even though you know she's kind of controlling people what she's controlling people with that was really really kind of interesting and also the the whole um psychic visiting well you know um the rain visiting the whole police station and them kind of thinking that you know could tell that they thought they were kooks but they they did use you know paranormal investigators at certain stages in investigations when they went dry there were there was that whole thing, so they had that about. So it was quite really quite interesting, sort of exploring the scepticism of you know of that as well. Um, I quite enjoyed that element of it, and especially her like doing their little investigations that they do. I mean, that scene, one of the probably one of the standout scenes, I think, is the the mortuary. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy, wasn't it? It was like pretty intense, especially when they go for the old light switch turning off shit and you're like oh fuck something's happening they're just so clever at doing that whole foreboding thing where 
you know something's coming, it's coming, and you just don't know when it's going to happen. But yeah, that's really clever. I really like that scene. I think the only thing, and I need to maybe go and rewatch Conjuring and Conjuring and the, the second one, you know, the, the the haunting of Enfield or whatever it is. Um, she, I thought this one they kind of treated her more, it, not like a superpower, but maybe I've been watching too many superpower things. But it felt sometimes it was kind of like, you know, even though she's uh, got this, like... It's focusing on her gift a lot, a, this one. A gift, yeah. And that kind of... Oh, it's like, I, they didn't do... I don't. I know they did, like, bits, like, in the first one and stuff. They did have that link and all that sort of stuff. But it felt a little bit more... Not, it's know. like they needed that to get somewhere and they used it quite a lot. Yeah, it filled the story rather than just sort of become, like, enhanced it. I yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. That was my only probably complaint. If I was going to have a complaint, that would be my 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 little my little uh, feedback. <laughs> Do you know what? I was racking through my brains. You know the little kid that gets exercise. Is it how they call it? Exercise or exorcism? Whatever. <laughs> That's a good word. You can use that word. I yeah. didn't. No, I I was like I know that kid from somewhere, and he was in the Haunting the Hill House. He's oh, young. Young he's in one division as. Uh, Billy Maximoff. I was like, I knew I knew him from somewhere. Fucking hell, he's had a bit of fun. A little bugger. He's had a little bit of fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was just trying to wrap my brains at what he was from. Well, you know, even like um, the his the sister has got some like horror cred on there as well. She was in the um, No S four A two, the Stephen King series that we we haven't seen. So you know, she's got a bit of horror cred. I don't know about um, the guy who plays Arnie. Looking at his um, IMDb, not too much horror in there, really. So it's really, it's really interesting. And obviously we had John Noble. Oh, he's just a creepy dude, isn't he? Yeah. I time. mean, he, we've discussed this before. Of his character in Lord of the Rings is just one of the fucking weirdest and creepiest fucking dude. But in this, he sort of without that whole makeup, you could still sort of see that element of it. And he, even though he wasn't the evil dude, you kind of, I was like, there's something wrong here. When he's in it, when he's in a scene, I'm like, there's something wrong here. (laughs) Definitely, definitely is like you see him and he's like, he's just like a, like he looks like like he's tormented. He's just like such a. Uh, he just he just looks like he's been through a bad life. <laughs> yeah. And he rolls in, he just looks like a grumpy, angry, just bad grumpy. life. <laughs> I just see him eating all that food in the hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Burning. <laughs> yeah, fucking creepy, man. But yeah, really, really good. I'm so happy that it finally came out. I know we were supposed to watch this last year, so it's worth yeah. the wait. For me, it's completely worth the wait. Oh, definitely. And nice to see Annabelle pop up. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, and all the stuff that I just love it when they go to their house. I love the room again. I know we investigated that into the um the young, the younger version of um of the tale, and it investigated the room quite well. I thought that was quite good. But yeah, like that bloody weird goat's head, satanic <laughs> kind of um, what do they call it? Oh, I can't remember the the thing that they they put. It's like a cursed object that's yeah. sort of under there. Weird looking demon. The whole demon element, right? Oh, by the way, I put one under your bed. By the way. Oh, thanks. That's why I've been. You can do anything under my that's bed. A move. Loads of porno mags out of the way, but I got under there in the end. 
should have left him there. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, like that sort of like final sort of scene. It was really creepy. That's um, that was something to to sort of to sort of show. It sort of was like a sort of showdown between her, and again, this is what you know her gift versus the, you know the, the 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 person who is sort of summoning or I don't know what she was trying to achieve. Whether she was trying to achieve eternal life or power or something like that. Whether she's trying to, she was really scary looking. Like what? Almost like she could end up being something like the nun or something like that in, f- mm. in the future. But yeah, she was dark, but she gets fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She does get fucked up. But sure. again, that's like Drag Me to Hell, isn't it? The demon's gonna wanna take a soul. And you didn't give him, you didn't fulfill, you know, that, that whole stuff. I don't know if I find, I don't know if I like, Find the it. devil sold his soul and stuff like that. Like, I don't find that as deal with the devil. Yeah, I don't really find that as believable as say like the the witch and the witches in like the first one and like the one that was set in like East London, the Enfield one. I'm just like those two for me were like they had like right. real solid elements of like creepiness and I could kind of see that. This one for me was just like oh she's alive, she was there, she's doing the summoning and it was like they're facing something now. Rather than something that sort of existed, that yeah. did have a completely different feel to it. So well, that's cool because it's like it, that's what I respected that it took something a bit different for a change than just doing the obvious kind of thing, which was good. It brought the, a bit of more of a human element that somebody was involved from a human side of it instead of always just being um, a kind of ghost or a demon or. But fuck me, two still, two still scares the shit out of me now. Ugh, I want to go and see that house because it's there. Oh, yes. go and take a little trip and go and see it. Let's do a little trip. I think like a nod has to be made to the for a pure creepy factor. I know because I almost turned away, so it's definitely creepy. Was the bed scene? You know, the water bed. I thought that fucking like the way the use of that water bed was straight out of very clever. Straight out of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That yeah. Kind of, like, bit. Yeah. Because at a point you get a glimpse as well because it's almost see through, isn't it? You get kind of mm. a glimpse of something that's in there. Fucking weird, mate. I mean, who? I mean, does people buy water beds still now? It's so fucking weird. I thought, but I kind of really think I, I don't know if I want one. I kind of want to, I want to sleep in one and see if I'd like it. Be weird, man. It would be. But, you'd be scared that, like, yeah, somebody's going to come out of it. <laughs> I move a lot in the night. Yeah, so. mate, you'd be like, it'd be like being on a ship, <laughs> sailing the sea. But yeah, this one, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, same, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think if you get a chance to go and see it, you should go and watch it. At the cinema, if you can. Oh, yeah, without doubt. Fucking scare yourself. I was quite happy with how full it was for this movie as well. There's quite mm-hmm. a few people in there, so that's cool. Really enjoyed this one. Right, you going to rate this bad boy? Let's give it breaths out of ten. I would probably go with a solid eight breaths out of ten on this one. It's okay. up there. Definitely, I, I I think I'm with you. I'm with you for an eight. I'm going to agree. Solid eight. It's a solid eight. Like if I was going to put like hundred in it, a nine, maybe a ten. I know you prefer the second one, don't you? Yeah, I think the second one for me. I just uh. Just because it's got that element of being in England as well, it just makes it all more creepier. <laughs> um, and the way it introduces Valak as well, it's pretty cool. 
she's pretty fucked up. Must but, admit, didn't I? I did try and like have a little look at the background and see if there's any like you know hidden things. But I, I was looking for loads of references. I'm sure there is. There's going to be in there, but I, I never notice them. So yeah, yeah, that's no, good fun. It's good fun. Yeah. So eight eight breaths out of ten yeah, for the draw one last breath eight out of ten. Love the it. Devil made me do it. And I suppose on our next episode, we know exactly what we're doing. We're going to be at the cinema, and we're going to watch. Sorry. Finally. Yeah. Finally going to watch Quiet Place. Seven yeah. years. Seven years? Emily Blunt's aged about seven years since. It's no, not been that long, is it? 2017 no. or something like that? It's been it? about four years, isn't it? Since yeah, but it's probably been filmed like a couple of years ago, so don't, don't panic. No, it was not. It's about ages ago. It's supposed to come out a year and a half ago. Exactly. So it's been, it was filmed almost straight away after, so it's just it's just been in pre, you know, post-production. Sweet. So that's next episode. Right, moving on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Right, this episode is something to scream about. We are going to be talking to you. <clears throat> we are going to be talking to you about In Search of Darkness and the years 1984 and 1985, and discuss those movies that appeared in those years to see if we would like to watch them, or we think that we have watched them. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one kicks off with like uh, kids in horror as well. It's worth noting there's a bit of a section on kids in horror, which is good. Got Andrew Gower in there doing a little piece, which is lovely to see. Um, but here we are, 1984, the first movie they go through is called The Black Cat, and that is one fucked up cat. <laughs> I got a black cat, but she ain't as nasty as that little fucker. Have you seen this? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Sorry, I haven't seen this movie, no. No, me neither. Pretty brutal. Yeah, for a cat movie. I've, um, I don't think I've even watched the other cat movie that I can think of. Was it Shadow Cat? No. Cat's Eyes. Sleepwalkers. Cat's, Sleepwalkers, Cat's Eyes. There's a few cat movies mm-hmm. out there, but I don't I don't think I've delved into the cat genre of horror. Yeah, so this is like, horror. I mean, this is the uh, reimagining, isn't it? Or because uh, it's like there was a black cat back in the 50s and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. it's been done yeah. all sorts of Bring it up to date, as if you like. So they just look fucked up. Yeah, cats get, can be scary. I hate cats. They're, they've got links to the to the underworld and all that. So, quite interesting. You know, if you were looking at Theory of Cats. <laughs> so the first one, both haven't seen. Not sure if I'd want to watch it, but we'll see. Second one, I, I am really annoyed that I haven't seen this yet. I'm still on my list to watch. Tenebre? Tenebre? Tenebre. 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 Dario Gento. Tenebre, so, <laughs> He's getting there. Like I do like it. I do, you know. Some of his. I like these clips because this one, I, I, I generally, I know I'm going to get shot down for this, but I'm not a big fan. I've I've always said I'm not, but I did like the clips out of this. I was like, fucking hell, that's brutal. Like there's a there's that scene where the window gets smashed and her arm gets chopped off. I know. Looks a great scene. And then like that, all the, like the blood spraying up. I was like, 
So cool. I don't have to watch the movie now. <laughs> True. We've seen the good. We've seen. I mean, when she gets a blood, yeah, it looked like a phenomenal scene. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong, man. Those fucking scenes are phenomenal. But I just can't bother with all the other bad dubbing and all that stuff. <laughs> this one's got John Saxon. Is this one with John Saxon in it? Can't remember. Today. Anyway, the next one is what I want to talk about. Chud. <laughs> Cannibalistic. I am watching this. Cannibalistic humanoid underworld dwellers. That's the name of it. That's what it stands for. It looks ridiculous. It's got a fucking re- amazing cast. Who's the director of this? Is it Early Cohen? Is that who it is? Because it's got like. There's uh, John John Goodman's in it. I know he's very young, John Goodman, um, and it's got uh, John Hurd as well. John Hurd, yes, obviously from uh, Aliens and other things, and it's got one of the Wet Bandits from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it just looks mental, mate. I was like, I was like, it is looking crazy. I need to watch this movie. It's, I just like the name Shud. Mate, it just looks. Well, it's one of the. It's one of the. If you got this one on um, X Rental, no, I haven't. No. Mm, interesting. Look, I haven't got that one. It just looks quite. It looks way up our street. It just looks like you don't know where it's going. Like one of those movies, man. I just yeah, we got we got to get onto that. Yeah, we will get on this definitely. Um, the next one, Terror in the Isles, which is a weird. It's an anthology, uh, a weird anthology thing. I never even heard. Of. I don't even know why they included this. To be honest. I've never heard of it. I didn't even think it was a film. It just looked like a collection, loads of clips, and like talk uh, talking in the the cinema about the clips. I don't really think that. I thought this was like an early in search of darkness. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know. I I didn't really go into it, delve into it much, did they? I just didn't really. I was like, I've never really heard of it. It seems just like a load of clips put together. And then it going back to some story that doesn't really relate to the to a movie. I don't know. Maybe it does. I don't know. I found our Christmas horror movie for this year, though. Oh right, yeah. Silent Night, Deadly, Deadly Night. Night. Why yeah. have I not seen this? I think I've seen the up to date version. Maybe well, we definitely spoke about this on previous podcasts. Definitely, because we've both not we've both talked about having not seen this. It's just weird because it's Christmas, not. Though. It's got that cool antler death, which looks ridiculous. Again, gratuitous nudity. Being um, a Quigley, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, also, it's just I like the fact that he gets like um, he turns, doesn't he? He just get like he gets he sees a he sees a Santa and he's, he's like triggered. It's fucking <laughs> well, the whole thing is about him being triggered. I think it's brilliant, and it's obviously there was a couple of them, weren't there? We've got to save that for Christmas, definitely. Silent Night, Dead Night, I think, might be our Christmas movie this year. <laughs> there, there is two of them. I've heard the second one isn't that great, though. Okay. This next one is basically a preamble to Boar that we saw at um, Fright Fest a couple of years ago, which had the... Oh, you know, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks ridiculous, ridiculously good. It's Australian, and... I want to see it, basically, because it's got a big fucking boar in it that terrorises people. What more could be better than that? It's like Alligator, you know, all those sort of movies. Another fucking animal 
that's just gone the rampage. Bring it it on. looks um looks beautifully shot though. Like when they were talking about it, it was like mm. fucking hell. Like the cinematography on this looks amazing. Someone was really like arty doing doing his work on that, wasn't they? Well, he <laughs> went on to do Highlander, didn't he? Yes, which was I which I again rewatched the other week. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, awesome. It's on um, Netflix at the moment. They're doing another one, aren't they? Yes, please. Um. Then they did a bit of a Tom Savini on Tom Savini, which was quite nice. Always that nice. That was really, really cool. Got really interesting. time to watch that and interesting. Well, I didn't find the most interesting thing was about that he gave, um, when he gave the blood formula out, which was quite interesting. But he also uh, talked about when he contacted Rob Botin to get some like info. I thought that was quite interesting. You know, nice, nice to know that they talk. Could have told us where he lived. <laughs> yeah, that would be brilliant. Thank you, Tom, please. <laughs> 1985. 19, I, 19, 1985. I'm excited by this year. This is where I probably start to watch a few more movies now, like after this year. I think they're more in my wheelhouse. Uh, Ghoulies kicks us off. Wanna, I mean, you know, old uh, Joe Dante has a little bit of beef and stuff like that. You know, he, obviously we had Gremlins and stuff, and then like loads of stuff came afterwards. We you know Critters, Puppet Master. We got a lot of puppet movies and stuff. Ghoulies is great. Ghoulies is one of the good ones. We reviewed it. Love this movie. Everyone talks about it. It's the toilet alien dude. Weird <laughs> thing that comes out of the toilet. It's fucking great. What more can I say? What Nothing, you... but it's superb. And everybody should go and see it. Well, you've got Ghoulies, to... Ghoulies 2 and Ghoulies Go to College behind you. I love the fact that they didn't know that Kane Hodder was in Ghoulies Go to College. It's the re- yeah. most stupid Ghoulies, Ghoulies 2 and Ghoulies Go to College. Brilliant. Love a bit of Ghoulies. You want to talk about this next movie? Go on. Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Like, I I understand, like, why... Again, I've, I've talked about this before. I've, I understand why people seek this movie out, because it's one of those movies that me and you probably would have, if we knew more about it, we probably would have gone, yeah, let's, we need to watch this movie, we need to watch it. And then after watching it, probably re- would have regretted it a bit. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, I understand it. I understand what it's about. I understand that there'd be a lot of films probably not made if it wasn't for this film. I understand all that. And I understand why people really do like this movie. However, I can't condone animal violence in any sort of movie. And I'm not interested in that. So on the purely basis of that, you know, it's just, you know, I'm not a big, like, you know, I'm not going to go out there and, you know, be an animal activist or anything, but, but I just I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm alright. I'll, I'll just I'll leave it. I'm alright. I'm out. I don't really, unless somebody out there says you know nominates it for a for a move from the vault. I'll probably go to my grave and not watch it. Quite happy with that. Oh no, you've done it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the next one is the bride. This was a weird one. It looked really weird, but I kind of wanted to watch it. But then I didn't really want to watch it. It's got Sting in it. It's got yeah, the woman from Flashdance in it. This is another one that I've not really even ever heard of. It's a Frankenstein movie. In the yeah, middle of the 80s. I was just like, what? And, like, hasn't it got one of the dudes that are time bandits in it as well? The, the yeah, we've got some Starship Trooper. Oh, yeah, the little guy's also got Starship Trooper guy in as well. Uh, oh, yeah, it's got, uh, yeah, that guy, oh, that dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I just like, I mean, to be fair, Sting looked, you know, the acting what I saw of it, they looked pretty cool. 
But, I mean, it's not something I rush. I mean, if it was on TV, I'd probably watch, give it a watch. But I'm not going to rush out and buy it or, you know, want to watch it. But it's interesting. Uh, I knew, obviously, I knew Sting done a bit of acting, but I didn't know, I didn't know about this movie. Interesting. Never heard of it. So that was quite, it was quite interesting to see. Mm. This this next one, however, haunted me (laughs) all throughout my young years into my teens and stuff. I didn't watch any of the Freddies until I was 18 because I just, it just freaked me out. This is probably the one you relate to most as well, isn't it? A Nightmare on Elm Street. They did delve into it quite interestingly. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. They did go into the LGBTQ sort of side of things in this and the whole, um, they did in- explore the whole homosexuality of the characters and stuff. And they had the guy who, um, plays Roddy, uh, I can't remember his name, Grady, Grady on it. Um, but yeah, it was quite interesting. This one was like, I always found this one just, it is weird. I know we've had this discussion with John. <laughs> we know John loves this movie, John from Alley Cat. But I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I need to rewatch it again. Oh, God. But it's so out there and so different, I suppose, to the other ones, I think, in the whole series. But it does have some classic lines in it. You know, you're all my children now. Help yourself, fucker. And, you know, that's some great fucking lines in it. But, but also, fucking don't forget some of the fucking special effects in this one. They've, like, they upped their game on that. Looks fucking incredible, some of the shit they've done in this, man. Incredible. And, yeah. and especially the towel whipping scene. That's a great scene. <laughs> it was just a weird, interesting well, movie. It was an interesting um, bit, because they're claiming, oh, yeah, we were, like, innovative and, you know, had all this... I've watched other documentaries that, that, that people claim that there's absolutely, like, categorically say, no, 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 we just made it like this. And obviously there are bits in there. And it's just like, come on now. But, yeah, it's an interesting movie. And it's an interesting, the whole thing around it, the whole storyline running through it is very interesting. Yeah, but the bits that, like, stuck with me from when I was a kid, I watched, I watched one scene when I was, uh, when I was a little one, that was the scene with the bus in the middle of the canyon. Not the uh, towel whipping scene. Not the towel whipping scene, that might have scarred me more, but like, um, but you know, Freddy, his fingers going across the bus, and then afterwards he comes down and gets some water, and Freddy's just pokes his head out of like a tree at the back, and I'm like, that's, that stuck, stayed with me for years. Yeah. Years. That's good. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why I thought sort of not have a dislike for it, but definitely it definitely fucks me up. You love it. <laughs> um, this next one I didn't even know existed <laughs> as a sequel. The Hills of Eyes Part Two. I didn't even know Hills of Eyes Part Two. Oh yeah, there was a part two. Mhm. So and it's got what's his face in it again, uh, Michael um, Berryman, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. In it, right. and it's like. Again, it's like with with sequels, there's always like more teenagers in there. You look at Jaws too; it's basically a teenage rom com. Uh, <laughs> but again, there's the teenagers on a bus. I know that's a popular theme in this year. Um, and you know, it just it looks kick ass. There's a weird thing that they talk about about around a dog flashback. I love that. Yeah, the first drinking. movie where there's a dog flashback. I love that. Fucking random. Amazing. I've got this. <laughs> I've got this on Blu-ray. It's like a special really? double, double arrow, double pack, and I haven't even opened it. There so, we go. But I do want to watch it. 
a future watch. We have done Hills of Ice, so we can delve into part two if we want. There's a lot of part twos that we need to delve into. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of part threes and fours and fives and sixes we haven't delved into yet. Lots of time. Lots of time. Lots to explore still. <laughs> and these have given us loads of ideas, which is fantastic. So, yeah, that is uh, 84 and 85. Done. Next time we'll explore 86 and 87. I'm, I'm feeling this next lot will probably have seen more. I okay. think. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> Maybe, but again, there's so many random ones still. It's yeah. really fun. It's really fun. Like Chud, can't believe, can't wait to watch that at some point. Right, let's get on to this. Uh, that's our discussion on In Search of Darkness. Should we move on to our movie from the vault? 45, let's go. Imagine, if you will, an exhibit in fear. Looks a little spooky, boys. You think we should do this? A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. Ooh, scary. Your fascination with ghosts, monsters, and the many unearthly elements of the supernatural. Look. And this is killer. Enjoy. Wow, the glasses from Nutty Zombies from Hell. Lose yourself in it. Do you like a closer look? Really? But whatever you do, don't step over the rope. Pictures welcomes you into a new dimension in terror. Waxwork. Okay, so this week's movie from the vault was uh, picked by one of our avid listeners, Simon. Um, and it's an interesting one because when he obviously told me about it, it's again another movie that me and you haven't seen, is it? No, not not seeing this one. No, no, not so, yes, a waxwork museum comes to town, and a mysterious man invites some teens to come to a special showing at midnight. Once inside, while viewing different exhibits, the scenes come alive, and the viewer is sucked into a story that's being portrayed. Tell me what you thought. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, I'm joked. It was uh, a bit weak. Um, probably more like a kiddie horror. Was this for aimed at, supposed to be aimed at children? Do you think? Um, a woman being whipped to the beyond her wildest dreams. 
I don't think this was a kiddie film. I don't think this was a kiddie film at all to me. It, it started off so random. Like, okay, so this movie really starts. Is, it is very weird in places. I'll give you that. Go on. I thought the dialogue was the cast. The dialogue was confused. Right, the cast. I mean, the cast is actually quite an eighties like. Um, who's who? Who's who? You know, we've got we get, and this is probably actually you no. Know, there's something else I've seen in him. Um, you get Zach. Gal- uh, we get Zach Galligan. You know, star of Gremlins, so it's good caliber here. Deborah Foreman, um, who's was uh, star, well, star off. She's in April Fools. Mm-hmm. Um, we get Michelle Johnson, who's had a lovely moment with uh, Michael Caine. Um, David Warner, you know the the wonderful David Warner. Um, so yeah, an interesting cast. Um, di- directed by Anthony, you know Hitchcock, who did Hellraiser. Okay. So. Hitchcock, yeah. What did I say? Hitchcock. Hitchcock. It sounded like Hitchcock. So Hitchcock. that's where I'm going. But Hitchcock. Hitchcock. But I don't know, man. It was like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. There was like a weird breakfast scene at the start where they were talking like real in this really weird language. But then I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense because that transfers later into the sort of like uh, dynamics of the wax work that they were going into and the time that it sort of dropped into, I suppose. What are you on about at the very start when he's talking yeah. to him around the dinner table? What the fuck is that about? Well, I, I, I personally think that's there just to tell you that this guy is from a, a rich background. They were just trying to shoehorn the storyline of, like, this guy comes from a wealthy background. Bit weird that his mum's saying, you can't have caffeine. <laughs> and then, yeah, he goes out and sees the butler and he has his coffee and a cigarette. And how many people were smoking in this film? Every five seconds, somebody's lighting up a cigarette. It just felt very Clue, didn't it, at some stages? And some, like, what the fucking stage and setting and all that sort of stuff. And then you got, you know, Flirty McFlirt, China, weird name as well. For, uh, you know, we got the only other China I know is... Uh, yeah. China, oh, no, China O'Brien. Maybe it was a popular 80s name, China O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, like, um, yeah, she was a right old flirty one, wasn't she? She was trying to get into the waxwork guy's pants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the dialogue was just really, really weird. I didn't hate it, and I, but I kind of it made me like it a little bit in a stupid way. It was stupid. It's a stupid movie. There you go. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, um, I found it really interesting. It is very, very strange at the start. But it is it is a strange movie because you've got to believe that suddenly out of no any nowhere there's a waxwork that pops up on a main street that's a normal street. Fair enough. The guy just disappears and turns up. And come on, like let's not be silly. The whole premise of the story is very very out there and far fetched. However, um, I think it is if you think about it, it's very it's quite clever kind of interesting story that you could see the franchise going and going with um because it's just you know you could do anything with this um when they (laughs) when they actually get into the waxwork place it's hilarious when they look at it because when they when you look at it it's actually people and you can see them moving yeah, I, I was hoping you were going to mention that. <laughs> it, it is hilarious because it's like they're literally like moving. It's like, come on, stay still. But I think that adds to a little bit of the kind of like cheesiness. 
Yeah, yeah, because there is cheese. There's a lot of cheesiness. There's, it's not terrible acting, but you know there are some bits that are questionable. I'll give it that. I do. We think that it was purpose, purposefully cheesy. Was it? Was it doing that on purpose? I think so. Was it's it got a, to be at was some it a point. spoof? Are we are we looking at a spoof here? To an extent, because you're looking at the. I think you're looking at the main character. He's like, you know, he's just one of those villains and he is like he's english and he's like trying to lure them into a place because he needs them to to basically all be sucked in he needs these these lives to release all these kind of things into the world because he I don't know what he wants to do he wants, I suppose he wants to destroy the world yeah um but I can see what you mean where the background storyline loses it a little bit for me where it's it goes back to kind of like the reason I don't know if they kind of write, wrote these bits in after they did the script it's like the bit where they're kind of like um Mark which is played by Zach is 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 kind of like they're trying to get a story wound in with his character about his great granddad or his granddad being killed by a waxwork and it's just like that was just a bit unbelievable um where to me it didn't really need that they could have just gone in there and he could have been just trying to save his friends and they could be getting picked off one by one but i don't know it's as cheesy as anything isn't it it's just like i don't know i wrote down this and i don't know why now why show the punch was there a weird punch in this movie? Like, there's a lot of weird punches. There's a weird punch. <laughs> a lot of weird punches with like after the punch. <laughs> yeah, it was just weirdness. But then they went into the whole sort of Universal monsters, but obviously they're not Universal. It's Vestry pictures, I think. That did yeah, this. Vestron. Yeah, they had to be care. I yeah. suppose they had to be careful with all that kind of stuff. Which they kind of did too. I mean, and and it almost felt like a bit of an anthology. That's the thing. It also felt so disjointed. It felt almost like an anthology um, storytelling once they sort of entered into their own sort of... Because they were all like, suddenly, oh, no one noticed that the fuckers had just disappeared into a portal and just, like, had their own, like, story. And he had, what's his name? John Reese davies Yeah, classic. I've met him in real life. Brilliant. Yeah. Chewing the scenery. Gimli, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he plays a werewolf, fantastic, and that was really some good... Uh, yep. What did you good... think about the effects? The, the effects were, were pretty decent. I wrote down, the effect, I was quite impressed with the effects. The mummy was fantastic, really, really the good. vampires were really good, um, the zombies were fucking good, and some of them... But again, that was all interesting, right? You had all these weird zombies from classic movies. And then you had, explain to me... the relevance apart from showing you know showing a bit of back because they didn't it, there was no gratuitous nudity into this i mean this is 1988 so we're maybe perhaps moving past that i guess um but she's clearly having an orgasm by getting whipped by some decide is that i think am i supposed to know who that is um I don't really know the background of it, but maybe he dabbled in a bit of like S and M dodgy S and M. Maybe he's the founder of all that pain, okay, like orgasms and all that fucking shit. Say the say say what's it called? Say the masochism. Yeah, but she was loving it, and that was weird. I was like, that was really. I found that was really weird because she's like really meek and reserved, 
And maybe that was just at a deeper storyline, like this was her lust. I mean, because it draws you in, and I don't know, maybe it's a very, very strange thing. But you say that, and and you think in this movie, you think, ah, again, you think, ah, the women are quite weak in this movie, but actually, they're actually really strong. And spoilers, like one, she becomes the person who actually saves the day. Yeah. Um, but I, just one note before we carry on do you not think this would work way better as a TV show like you said like an anthology like each episode somebody goes in who's different and goes yeah. into different kind of wax work and you have a little story within it yeah That'd I felt cool, like very it? Twilight Zone to me you know, it could definitely work as a TV series definitely it's like a, the foundation almost like the you know the um, what's that anthology we watched on Shudder where it's like the cinema dude is the you know oh yeah yeah we asked you or something like that was telling him I thought that was quite interesting so yeah and then we get this fantastic final battle scene which is probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever watched which we haven't even touched on uh, Patrick McNee turning up <laughs> you know who he is no no, he's from the Howling. He's from View to a Kill. Um, he's he's been in uh, the Avengers. Is this a cop? He's John. He plays John Steed in Avengers. No, not the cop. The old guy. He's like. Oh, he's the main waxwork guy. No, the guy that he goes to. Um, um, his granddad, or is not his yeah. granddad, but his granddad's yeah. mate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. The one in the wheelchair that comes yes. suddenly comes fully armed with every single. Where did he get? Yeah, uh, is it... and burning things <laughs> like never. a scene out of a Frankenstein what? movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> but what the fuck what was the going car? on with his little electric wheelchair? wheelchair? <laughs> he he had it, like, like done up like it reminded me of that show you used to watch that the robots attack each other. Yeah, what was it called? Ro- Robot Wars. Robot Wars. Yeah, attack. Uh, that was so weird. They were dying left, right, and centre. It was them versus the waxworks that had just come to life. As, and I, I fucking love this bit. I love this whole battle. I just thought it was so fucking cheese on toast. Mark it was fucking hilarious. Had a sword and was not doing very well. <laughs> kind of cowering in a corner at some stages. Then he was like the hero in another bit. But, but that's another that. thing. It's like it's he gets a sword and he's fucking amazing at doing sword shit. They could have easily filled that little storyline with saying, you know, he's at school doing, like, fucking, what's Fencing. that called? What's Fencing. Sword fight? Fencing, that's it. Yeah. But they didn't touch on that. He was just brilliant with a sword. <laughs> what the fuck? And, but she was better with an axe. Oh, yeah, that is, um, yeah. The, Sarah, yeah. or whatever her name is, she was Sarah, fucking, yeah. yeah, Sarah, she was fantastic. She was going around giving him a right old shoeing. No one was getting her close. Putting the crap out of everyone. This was, but then you get all that, like, chaos. And then you get, you know, the somehow that's being set on fire and they get caught in a room with the main villain and he ends up in a wax. And I'm like, OK, he's going to jump out of the wax and pull him in. That'd been amazing. He jumps out of the wax <laughs> with one of the most awful closing lines I think I've ever seen. It was, would you like a closer look? <laughs> then he slopes back into the wax. It was so weak. And it wasn't really wax, was it? It was more like gloopy water. Weird. If they could have done a bit better with that wax, I, I think. They could have made it a bit more gooey. 
it was um it was bonkers but again it was good. i suppose it was good fun um but it wasn't Zach Gallagher at his best but then has he ever done his best mm, gremlins gremlins yeah, I was just about to say, it's not it's not <laughs> the best like creme la creme don't get me wrong um, I, he's a legend and we want him on the podcast <laughs> that's probably damaged all our hopes of ever getting him on thanks Paul <laughs> Okay, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> oh, so weird, so bonkers. I but, get yeah. the feeling you weren't a fan of this. Because of course, again, that whole wax thing at the end when you got to look at all the weird. Again, it looks like they spent all the money on that final like minute of just them panning around the waxworks of all these weird aliens, the little weird dwarf baby. There was, you know, it's like go forget about the dwarf being fed to the plant, which is basically a rip off of. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. That was great. Keep me, Seymour. What? So there's so much randomness in it. They kind of made it kind of interesting and good in a weird, stupid way. But it was a daft movie. It was very daft. So, very 80s and stuff like that. Very, you know, you could put it on the same line as... And I'll stand by It's like Little little Monsters is probably a little bit better. But, like, um, Garbage Pail Kids... Not much uh, whipping on that, though, is there? No, not as much whipping. But, yeah, it's it's right up there for me with the, the And vampi- booby vampires running after you. That was pretty cool as well, the vampire bit where his leg was in the, in the, in the kind of things. That was pretty gross. Mm. I like that because, like, that, like, the blood going everywhere and stuff, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, yeah, that was probably the most glorious bit, wasn't it, when he was, like, yeah, they were eating his leg and stuff, like that, and his, like, the whole cannibalism. <laughs> Like, but that was it, that was campy. It's like I think yeah, it's right. supposed to be campy. It's like don't touch my ah, I'm touching my leg. And then what she's like, getting like raped on the staircase at the end as she don't know. That's her fate. Moving on. Right. Shall we have some mass facts? Please give me Before some mass facts. On the phone. <laughs> so now this is quite interesting. So there were going to be three other characters. In the Waxwork Museum, can you name any of them? As in, like the villains' characters. Mm. Well, uh, are we going to go for the creature from the Black Lagoon? Nope. Frank I'm going to attack you because we'll be here all night. So um, initially, they wanted three other characters. It was going to. They wanted Jason Voorhees, and they wanted five children from the village of the Damned. And the thing. That would have been fucking crazy. Well, that makes sense now of all those weird alien fucking... Yeah, but they were never going to get, obviously, the rights to Jason or the thing, I don't think. That would who who did the special effects on this movie? Because that was, you know, that was very good. I'll get on. There's quite a big special effects team, but I'll get on to that in a second. Um, my other facts were, you know the cop that goes in there and... Uh, you know, he he goes in there and then he, he, he kind of thinks I'm going to go back. Um, the weird kind of cop with the looks like he's got an awful tash. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he has those kind of really quick flashbacks of all the missing posters. And then he puts two and two together because he thinks he's seen them at the Waxworks Museum. Yeah. Those posters that flash up are actually missing posters that they used in Lost Boys, the movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking cool. Same posters. Must have some kind of connection somewhere. So, Kane Hodder 
has an uncredited role in this, apparently. He's one of the sons. Internet. Okay. He's uh, Frankenstein's monster in this. Don't know if that's true or not, but I'd like to know if that is true. Oh, we'd have to ask him next time we see him. The way this film came about is pretty interesting as well. Anthony Hickok was driving his car and had a little car crash. Uh, And that car crash was actually the producer of the movie. And they got talking after the car crash. And he said, oh, I'm actually... Oh, he crashed into him? Yeah. He says, I'm actually... They were talking at the crash scene. They were both okay. And they got talking and and the producer said, I'm looking for a script at the moment, actually. And he goes, oh, I might be able to help you out on that. Uh, I'll, I'll get you a script up together. And apparently within three days, he had the script for Waxwork. So <laughs> that might explain a couple of little bits of some some areas, <laughs> um, which was interesting. Now, um, the special effects that you touched on earlier uh, were done by uh, uh, Bob Kett. Um, it took him, sorry, Bob Key, sorry. Uh, it took him 18 hours a day for eight weeks to do all the special effects because there's some crazy ass special effects in there, like all the different monsters. Must have took ages: zombies, Frankenstein's, vampires. You know, you got all so the much. And it's weird because it's like there's so much special effects, but kind of something like a foundation of something that's not really. I don't know. It just needed the the script needed to be. <laughs> Prepare, <laughs> but the, the special effects made it is good. It's great. Yeah, yeah I, sorry, it's Bob Keane. His name was. He's from the UK. I should know that really. Uh, he did special effects on Hellraiser, Candyman. He's done some special effects on Crawl as well. But also Ray Beats, which you'll probably know him from uh, Near Dark and Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Uh, but there's a massive team on it, so you can imagine how long that took. But I, I got to give it props for the special effects because. There's so much, that last scene is just so much you can, you're looking at. The little dude, uh, his name's Michu in real life. You know, the, the guy that answers the door? Yeah. <laughs> so, this is a great fact. He actually played Alf, the TV show in real life. You know, really? Alf the alien with the big nose and the flop, floppy hair. Oh, that's quality. So yeah, he, he did all the episodes of Alf, which is in the suit, which was quite cool. And this, an astounding kill count, probably one of the best kill counts we've had. 74 deaths. 74 deaths? 74. Even my dogs are proving in the background. Thank you. probably 74 times. <laughs> <laughs> in honour of 74 deaths. That's ridiculous. It won a couple that of is Matt's facts. It won a couple of awards. I'm just gonna go. I just wanted to have a quick look, see if I could find the budget. Cause I bet the budget's pretty nuts. Ooh, I yeah. believe it's three million. The budget was three million, and it there you go. Rumors. Bit of a flop. Eight hundred eight thousand. <laughs> didn't do well at the box office. But I can imagine it's a brilliant home video. Come on, it was, dude. It was always in the video shop every is time it, I went. Yeah, true. It was. Is is there a link? Um, there's a linked Waxwork 2 that was out in 92 correct so not because um, obviously like, it's like a portal through time and I think yeah. the second one deals with time travel more I've not seen it but apparently but it has Bruce Campbell in so <laughs> definitely worth and, a watch and it was written and directed by Anthony Hickox Hickox 
Hickok. I can't say his name. Hickok. 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 Um, and has Zach Gallagher in it again. So that's great. Right. Jim Metzer. Probably worth going to have a look at the second one at some point. <laughs> Should we give this? Uh, you can rate this bad boy since uh, you're such a big fan of it. Oh man! How many breaths out of ten would you give this, Paul? Be honest. Five, maybe six, because of the special effects. That's the problem. The special effects were great, but the rest of it kind of flopped. Five, six, Ugh, five, six, five, five. Four. Oh, middle of the road. I'd, I'd go for a little bit higher, purely because it just amps it up with the special effects, and it's just so fucking kooky. It's hilarious. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, at the start, I was a little bit, what the fuck's going on? Uh, as it got going. Storyline's a bit shit, but then when it actually delves deeper into the, the subjects, I quite enjoyed it. And the monster shit was, I was all over that, special effects all over that. So it gained more points for that. Um, yeah, but it just goes a bit weird in places. So I like weird. So, I mean, Simon, you did a great job, but this is kind of up my wheelhouse, definitely. But I don't know, just, this one didn't hit as much as... Uh your Dead Heat that you recommended yeah. last time. <laughs> I've been previously uh, recommended Dead Heat, which was fucking amazing. Um, but I, I really thoroughly enjoyed this, so I'd, I'd, I'd go six, okay. almost a seven for me. But let's meet in the middle. Let's go six breaths out of ten. I'm happy with that. Okay, that makes, that's fine. That's happy with that. Even I said we do the second one, and then we realise we've made a big mistake, and it'll be a <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> Don't think so. Uh, that was great fun, though. Thanks, Simon, for recommending that. It's fantastic. If anybody else out there wants to recommend any um, movies from the vault, that would be splendid. So, on the next episode, you'll be picking the movie, Paul. So what delights have you got? Please don't make it shit. Make it good. Well, I don't know. I don't shit, have to buy it. I haven't seen so, it. No doubt I'll have to buy this one as well. Like, I have to buy bloody waxworks. Thanks, Simon. Oh, <laughs> uh, £2.49 on Amazon. Yeah, that's what I got. But then it was weird because it said subscribe to Shudder by the next to it for a seven day. Yeah, but it wasn't on Shudder. No, it wasn't. <laughs> They're lying. Joke. Jokers. But this one is for free on Amazon Prime. And we're going to be watching Cannibalistic. <laughs> um, Chud. We're going to be watching Chud. I can't, even, I can't even remember what it's called now. Cannibalistic Underworld Dwellers or something like that. Chud. Cannibalistic homeless. I think it's cannibalistic homeless underworld dwellers. All over that, okay. mate. I'm glad you picked that. Been watching Chud, man. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No. I got. I got. I, I got a feeling this could be. Make. I don't know. This could be good. Or. Just waiting out. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten for Chud. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to our next episode then. That's uh, episode seventy-nine done. We got for episode eighty. Exciting. We're going to be doing uh, Quiet Place 2, which is fucking fantastic. In Search of Darkness, 86 and 87 years. And I've just picked out, I think this is a good one for uh, the oh, 80s. It's got to be. Chud. Fuck yeah. Bring it on. Bring on the next one. There's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>